you know, we did two months in Europe last summer, and then we had a week off, and we went to Rome, rented an apartment yeah. by the Vatican for a week. And um, That's so cool. How beautiful was it? It was awesome. And, you know, my... Uh, my family, we started out Catholic, so I, I flew my mom over and took her to Mass at the Vatican. Really? And, uh, yeah, it was a big thrill. Sometimes it's hard, but you gotta understand When the Lord made me, he made a rambling man I hate starting podcast intros over. I got 10 minutes in, 12 minutes in, and I realized, like, it's so fucking lame. So I started over. Hi, you guys. How are you? Welcome to Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. On today's episode, I'm Ari Shafir. On today's episode, I'll talk to Tom Rhodes, who is, has the coolest life in the world. We were doing a podcast. I'm at Austin. I'm in Austin, Texas at a park. I have my shirt off so that I can get some sun to make me not want to kill myself from depression. But in return, I'll get skin cancer and die when I'm 75. You heard it here first, God. So if you give me skin cancer, it's an unoriginal idea. But I'm definitely going to get it. I don't wear sunblock all over my body. I like, I like being in the sun. Um, Tom Rhodes and I were doing his podcast um, at the Intercontinental Hotel on the patio. And we would got like 10, 15 minutes in. And then uh, Mark Marin came up. And so he joined in. And Judah Friedlander came up. And he joined in. You should probably get that one. It's a really good one. But... Um, but uh, so Marin asked Tom, uh, "Hey man, where are you living now?" Because Tom, when I started comedy, Tom Rhodes was was like one of the guys in in comedy. He had a Comedy Central special when they still mattered, the half hours, those first few years. Um, but he wasn't around L.A. anymore, and then he really also wasn't around New York. And it's like, where's Tom Rhodes? I knew I heard he got some TV show in Amsterdam or Sweden or something, and then uh, you know stayed out there for a few years. But then it's like, where is Tom Rhodes? Uh, and Marin asked him, like, so where are you living now? And he just goes, man, in these shoes. Tom Rhodes is so cool. He's got that, he's got that cool southern accent, like Tom Petty cool. And he goes, in these shoes. He didn't have a place to live, you guys. He just stays on the road all the time. Just nonstop. He goes from gig to gig. He just stays out. He's got no place to pull up stakes. He just keeps going, hey, dogs. Hey, dogs. Hey, baby. Man, I love dogs. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, I don't know if I could deal with it. My friend Sean Miller once stayed in, like, lived in a van for, like, a couple years. And I thought that was so cool. It just cut down the responsibility so much. Not having to meet anybody or fucking find anybody. All right, now people are too close and I got to pause. I get self-conscious when people are right around me. Anyway, so everybody's gone now. So, um... Yeah, so Sean Miller lived in a, in a van for a while, and I, a part of me was like, oh, it's not cool to have no place to go, not have to have a lot of stuff and, st- and, and things. But then I realized, like, it's kind of a responsibility so much. That's pretty much why I'm not in a relationship, is that's the worst part about it, the responsibility of having to call someone and having to be beholden to someone. And, man, you get beholden to your stuff, too, and to your place. And Tom Rose just picked up, and he goes, nope, I'm just going to go from spot to spot. And he fucking goes and sees the world. America and the world. He goes all over Europe and fucking Korea. He told me some cool ass story. I'll I'll say it at the end. This cool story about about uh, him in China. If I don't remember it, fucking remind me later because I think he might have said it, um, but he might not have. Um, and I'll repeat it if he if he didn't. No, I think I think he did. 
But um, yeah, he's just everywhere. And I started trying to do that instead of just being on the road and going from a hotel to fucking shows, back to hotel, and then leaving the town. It's like, I want to do some stuff in the town. I talked to Bert. He goes to, and I saw him at Moon Tower, by the way. I saw him and Jim Gaffigan um, do like headliner sets at theaters. Those are interesting to watch. Um, by the way, Burr is going to be on my Farewell to Los Angeles show this Friday, May 3rd, at the Improv in Los Angeles. Get tickets. It's uh, Kevin Christie's hosting, and then Christina Pazitsky, Joe Rogan, Bill Burr, and I'm headlining. <laughs> They're just doing spots before me. But yeah, I'm headlining that show. They told me I could book funny people, and I was like, well, let's just go for the funniest people and get Rogan and Burr. Christina, why not? Um, <laughs> they're both like, yeah, sure, I'll do a spot. So fuck. So I got to follow them. So everybody come out. It's 15 bucks. It's uh, me, Burr, Rogan, Christina. Uh, I'll be doing some stuff for my special and some new stuff. It's like a split. This will be a bunch of like, my manager will get a bunch of like industry people to come see me that, that day too. It'll be my last show in LA. So um, come out. But, uh, but Burr, he'll go to like stadiums and, and like, places during the day when he's out on the road. To like go see like a, 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 a day game on, on Saturday, which I always try to go weekday day games, but I guess I have enough money where I can afford a scalp ticket instead of the fucking $5 half price tickets. I can afford a $12 scalp ticket. Um, yeah, I want to do stuff like that. I want to go to Edmonton. I went skiing with, with the fucking club owner, with Rick Bronson and his son. Um, I went in a day early and that was fun as shit. I want to start doing more stuff in the cities and that's what Tom Rhodes does. He's seeing the world, you guys. He's got no place to go, but he just goes from spot to spot. It's so fucking cool. It's such a cool goddamn life. Man, I said, that guy's so cool, fucking Tom Rhodes. He is so cool. He talks cool. He acts cool. Anyway, um, I got a new sponsor for the show, um, Hover. If you guys are about to uh, register a domain name, it used to be you just go and for 7 or $17, I forget, you could just get a fucking thing for a year and renew it every year. Or get nine years. So you can just sit on people's domain names. You can get McDonald's.com. I talked about that, where someone got McDonald's.com and sold it to them for 500 grand. Someone else got Madonna.com, but then she sued them because they were just lurking. They were just sitting on it. I think she might have won. And then it became harder. But now, that, that all went away. I forgot who what the company was. Netscape? No. Netscape Navigator? No. That was a... No, it was something else. But you could just register real easily. And if in the beginning you wouldn't even have to pay for it, you could just get it and only pay for it if you wanted to build up something. That's how you really lurked. You just registered a bunch of domain names. Somebody got pizza.com. Uh, I'm sure somebody got suckit.com, and that's probably now a, a, a cunnilingus website. Um, but yeah, if you're going to register your own site, Hover is my new sponsor, hover.com. Um, they are the quickest and easiest way to get your own domain name. So uh, here's what you do. The, every other company tries to upsell you, tries to get you, like, if you want um, domain forwarding, like I have AriShafir.com and I also have AriTheGreat.com, one forwards to the other. So if you enter that, it'll still come up as the right website. Other companies will fucking lay prices down on you later. Hover.com, it's super cheap, and they cover it all right there. They're not trying to do any hidden fees. I wouldn't let you go to some place that would. Um, I mean, you know, they might work in sweatshops, but I don't think domain companies use sweatshops. <laughs> but um, but uh, go to hover.com slash tank, and they'll give you 10% off. So it's super hassle-free. They won't upsell you. Their customer service is actually real people. They don't put you on hold or transfer you like fucking Time Warner does. By the way, Time Warner also sells your fucking number out to people. I got a phone call from somebody saying, hey, uh, this, this phone call is being recorded. 
Um, so you sign up with Time Warner. First of all, why is it being recorded? Why do they always say I record your conversations for customer service? But then when you say like, well, last time I talked to somebody, he told me I get this deal. And they say, well, who was that? I'm like, I don't know. They never tell you the full name. Michael something. When am I going to write it down? And then you're like, well, I don't, I don't, no one should have told you that. Well, like, well, he did. He told me I'd get a deal. And like, well, we can't honor that. I'm like, well, why don't you go to the tape? You record everything. Fucking use it for good for once and go to the tape. I'll tell you. It was the first third. I'll wait. Listen to it. Anyway, Hover does not do that. <laughs> All my anger just comes from stuff that people messed up on. I don't get happy about people doing stuff right. I gotta live my life better. But yeah, don't let other services screw you over and overcharge you for basic stuff. There's no extra charges. Hover.com slash tank. They'll give you 10% off. It's the best way to support, not the best way, but it's one way to support this podcast is if you're registering a domain name, go through that. It's fucking easy. They'll get you uh, your own email addresses associated with the domain. It's fucking easy and 10% off. So hover.com, www.hover.com slash tank. Um, now back to the episode. Um, Moon Tower was good as shit, by the way. It was so much fun. Only problem, way too many homeless people on Saturday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, not so many homeless people. And there in Austin, they have the hard kind of homeless person. Not the fun kind. They're like, I'll dance for a nickel. The fucking hard kind that looks at you like they're already living the apocalypse. And they're looking at you like a fucking food source. <laughs> but on Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it weren't that bad. But I guess it rained on Friday. And uh, apparently, when you get a homeless person wet, or maybe people fed them after midnight, uh, there were like 40 extra ones. It's like scary walking up Congress to 6th Street, and then a little bit of 6th Street, and then it got okay again. Once all the fucking affliction dudes came out, then we're fine. Um... I'm definitely getting skin cancer. I definitely am. I love the sun. I love it. It makes me happy. I'm definitely going to get skin cancer. Why can't anything fun be free of fucking death? Um, All right, so let's start the episode, everybody. Tom Rhodes is one of the coolest guys on the planet. You guys love him. He's absolutely hilarious. He's got his own podcast. Um, I forget what else I had to say. Oh, a few dates, but I'll just do it real quick. May 9th, I'll be in Phoenix at Stand Up Live with Joey Diaz. We're co-headlining. One show only. Thursday, May 9th. Come on out. Uh, May 18th, I'll be at Rock at the Range for in Columbus, Ohio. It's a f- music festival for Smashing Pumpkins is playing. That's what I'm excited about. And I'll probably... How should I put this? I need a favor from someone in Columbus. We'll just leave it at that. And then I'll segue to telling everyone about Shroomfest this year. <laughs> Not an unrelated segue. Uh, this year, I am... Uh, every year... This is the third year. Shroom Fest is happening. This year, it's June 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. It's the International Mushroom Festival that I started, but really, uh, the world just gave me the idea. So, uh, every year, on the longest amount of moonlight that falls out on a, on a weekend in the summer, this year, it's June 22nd, and 23rd, and 24th, Monday, for the people who want to do it while everyone's at work, um, do mushrooms. Do magic mushrooms. People all over the world have been doing it the last two years. Israel... Iceland, on a glacier, of fucking Alaska, all over the United States, all over Canada, Mexico, somebody did it, Australia, people have done it. This year, June 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. People are talking sometimes about, like, I'm going to have an early shroom fest, <laughs> fucking by all means. But if you feel like there's any sort of connectivity to people when you're on sort of psychedelics, which I, I sort of believe in, it's not God, it's just sort of a belief in connectivity. But um, it's interesting if people all over the world are doing it for the same cause for the same time. So June 22nd, 23rd, 
or 24th or all three. I did it last year in Calgary on the first day and in Montreal on the third day. Um, this year, either Joshua Tree or some music festival in Missouri, some bluegrass festival. Not really sure. Maybe both. But it's my favorite holiday. And I hope you guys will participate with me. If you want to know how to do mushrooms, if they scare you, I wrote a primer. So if you go to my website and type in Shroomfest, it'll come up. AriTheGreat.com. Um, or you can just go Shroomfest Primer, Ari Shafir. You can Google that. It'll come up. It tells you everything you need to know about mushrooms. How to get them, how to do them, the fucking fears, the non-fears. It really covers everything. I went over it. So if you're wondering what's... First of all, I'll just tell you this. If you want to participate, you got to start looking right now. Start asking your friends for mushrooms. If they know, and if they don't have any, say, well, where can I get some? Don't just assume, oh, I can't get any, because you thought about asking one person. So literally, seriously ask your three or four dirtiest friends if you have any, and if not, can you find me some? Can you help me get some? And they will find you some. Thank God for hippies. Ladies and gentlemen, let's start the episode. Oh, and if you're looking for... Eh, I'm going to do that later. Um, all right, let's start. Tom Rhodes is one of the fucking coolest guys on the planet. He's living all over the world. He's living the fucking coolest life, you guys. He found a wife to, to fucking be his companion. He said, hey, you got to pare down. we got to live out of two suitcases. And he just goes to music festival... I mean, comedy festival to comedy festival to date to date. He spends time in Korea. He was talking about coming to Israel, going to Israel together with me. And I was like, maybe. That's not a bad idea. Um, that guy just lives all over the planet, and he's so... God, I kinda, I'm so envious of that life. That's why I'm going to New York, you guys. That's why. Because I want to just fucking pull up chocks and just fucking go. Just start new. All the time. Just see new places. I don't want to just die in the same spot. Man, Tom Rhodes is cool. All right, let's start the episode. And I'm, I'm back in L.A. for like uh, one week. That's what my farewell show is, but I've already moved in a bunch of stuff to New York. So, here we go. Let's start. Ari Shafir, Skeptic Tank, episode 112, 112, Ramblin' Man with Mr. Tom Rhodes. Enjoy. Lord, I was born Ramblin' Man, to make a living and doing the best I can. When it's time to believe in, I hope you understand that I was born Um, wait, so well, let's just keep going. I'll do intros later. <laughs> but wait, so that's normal? You have to like send it to consulates, your passport? Yeah. Or, you know, like when I've done mainland China, you go to Hong Kong and then you'd, you'd go to the whatever uh, place there to get the work permits. But for this, the New Zealand people asked me last week, oh, can you handle this? And I've had it booked for three months. Right. And it could have been easy. To get but it done. then it's like stress and, oh, will it come in time? And. I had to call them yesterday and say, um, I need this right I now. I need this right now. Can me? you guys... And they took care of it. Oh, that's cool. Man, how's New Zealand? Never been. been there? Can't wait. I almost got a, some movie there or something once. And then they had to like... Michelle Rodriguez... You were too tall for the Hobbit schedule. house. Yeah. <laughs> they got to look at me up. <laughs> I heard it's amazing there. Yeah. How long are you going for? A month. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure you, you could do that. Uh... You do the New Zealand Festival in Auckland for two weeks, and then I'm doing a Best of the Fest 
tour. tour all over New Zealand for the last two weeks of May. Wow. What kind of season is it in May? Like fall? Uh, it's autumn right now. Okay. So we had to bring coats and... So this is all you do? You just yeah. run from place to place? Yeah. And like, where do you normally keep your passport? On you? You use that Oh, always on me, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How long have you been going like that? Um, I've been doing the international stuff since about 2000. Yeah, but I've had everything in storage for seven years. Okay. Yeah. You got a show in, in somewhere, right? In Amsterdam. In Amsterdam for a while, and that got you like draw out there? I had a late night talk show on Dutch television for two years, and then when that ended, the same network let me be a presenter on a travel show. Okay. And I got to do highlights on uh, the Champagne region of France, Peru, did a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah, and so people came to see you because of that all over in Europe. Uh, I mean, not, I mean, um, no, in, in Holland, Okay. you know, but not really in the rest of Europe. It didn't, it only played in Holland. Oh. And so then how'd you start doing, like, how'd you start that? What do you mean? The talk show? (laughs) No, just going from spot to spot and and pulling up stakes nowhere. Just like, well, I was living in New York, uh, 98, 99 and Greg Proops and Rich Hall are good friends of mine and they were over there and they said, you know, I think you do really well here. Yeah. So I made a couple trips over, uh, slept on Greg Proops' couch. He was, he was doing Whose Line Is It Anyway? From England. And he had a nice, uh, he had a really nice apartment in Hampstead Heath, this really swanky area of London. Yeah. And, uh, and I started doing showcase sets at the comedy store and different places. Well, first I did the smaller rooms. You know, you go get your sea legs first in like yeah. smaller rooms before you Test go out the audience. to the A rooms and figure out, okay, that doesn't work here. <laughs> yeah, what references yeah. catch and what don't. Right. Wait. Uh, and then I, once I got in with London, that led to gigs all over Europe. And then also there's a lot of, uh, like this Hong Kong uh, China tour is booked out of London. A lot of great stuff is booked out of London. So you just go everywhere. And it's just English-speaking stuff in non-English-speaking yeah. countries? Yeah. Because everyone... Yeah, like, like when you're in China, you're, you're playing to English-speaking expatriates. Okay. And they're starving for entertainment. And they're there making good money, you know? That's why they're there. Otherwise and, yeah. They're gonna... and, they're, um, and, 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 you know, a lot of people say, oh, my God, it's, you know, comedy reminds us of home. Yeah. Because that's, like, things people do when, they go, to, when oh. they go out in London or different places. Oh, yeah, I can see that. References you bring and stuff you talk about. Did GIs come and stuff, too? Uh, I mean, not really. Real? Not oh. really. That's a whole different tour i've played in okinawa for the marines toughest gig ever why you know uh because you don't have uh breasts (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) there was some scene in that movie where those girls were dancing it was like a bob hope type maybe it was uh apocalypse now and they all started they would just get so overcome by those hot girls dancing in bikinis that they started rushing the stage and like wow yeah (laughs) it was like so unsafe well in the marines every branch of the military is in okinawa and the Marines have raped some local women. Really? Uh, I'm girls. sure. So the Marines are the only ones that have an 11 o'clock curfew. So they all have to be back on the base like by 11. So they are pissed. <laughs> not only is there no women there, they can't drink they can't or go, go out, out. And not rape. Right. Like, I wasn't going to rape. <laughs> I can't even go out. So, so uh, yeah, that's a little difficult. Because Bob the Rapist can't stop. It's got nothing to do with me. It's like you ever not get into a, a bar next to a comedy club because some other comic from six weeks up. ago. Right, right, like, right. What does that have to do with me? Right, right. I know that guy. We never hang out with him. Why, why can't I drink at the same places he drank at? 
It's not even like if it's if it's the club's bar, I get it. But like, it's just some bar next door. Have you done a lot of? Have you done any international stuff? No, one one or two shows in Australia, one time for like a couple of days. One sh- no, nothing Brazil. No, you're gonna just Canada. Now yeah, I really uh, want to. I want to see these places. We uh, uh, decided last night we're gonna <laughs> yeah. we're gonna go to Israel. Yeah, let's play yeah. Israel in December. <laughs> It's still there, winter there, but it's okay. I can't wait. It's uh, um, it's the uh, comedy kibbutz. I think is the name of the venue. <laughs> is that what it's called? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I can see that it would be just cheesy enough. <laughs> Even in Israel, they'd have to name some cheese dickish name for a comedy club. What's the cheesy? What's the the cheesiest comedy club names you could think of? Um, I played the room. Uh, it's no longer there. It was in um, Ealing. Suburban London. Yeah, there was a club there called Ha Bloody Ha. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like a tough audience? <laughs> ha Bloody Ha. That sounds lame. <laughs> Why not just call it the Comedy Club? Yeah, they're all so uh, like weird. Yeah, La- laughs unlimited. Crackers. Go bananas, Go bananas, which is a yeah. phenomenal room. You don't think with about the, it the with name, the cheesiest like, what are name. You doing with that name? It's such a cheesy name, but that room is actually one of my favorite clubs in Let's America. Go bananas! <laughs> what are they? What are they trying to? <clears throat> zanies in Chicago. No, zanies. No one's zany there. I love. Uh, there's a there's a there's a quote there that Johnny Carson said. Um, what? Zanies, great name for a comedy club. Terrible name for a bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That would be a horrible name for a bank. <laughs> be a like, I don't trust my money in here. <laughs> <laughs> so you go places and you stay for like a month at a time? So like you went to Korea, you were telling me about, right? Yeah, that was like two weeks. Two you weeks. Did, uh, one week, um, you did Bosa, Busan, Pohan. That guy would love you. I could hook you up with that. Yeah, I would love to do that. I want to see places. And then and then you do a week in Seoul. In Seoul, And Seoul, And you're great. It's like run by these Canadians and a few American uh, and, and like a, a young little comedy scene. And there. what you go up every night, or you or you have nights off to like fuck around, and do shit. You uh, had a couple nights off, but um, pretty much every night. Okay. Did you try to do shit while you're there? Yeah, I went up to the demilitarized zone with the border of North Korea, and uh, one of the biggest wastes of time ever. Why? I just don't recommend <laughs> it because you go there and there's nothing, and you you, you can't even take pictures. And it's just, you go up on this platform, it's like on a hill, and you look out, and okay, there's a like a valley, and okay, the border's somewhere there, yeah. and, and it's nothing. Oh, man. <laughs> Sounds like a waste of time. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Were you telling me you got and to it go, took like, the whole afternoon, and then I got back, and I had to go What's rush. the demilitarized them? What do they do there? Nothing. It's just like the armies are looking at each other. Oh. Yeah. Fucking war. Yeah, <laughs> that ruins it, right? You can't go yeah. right across the town. I went to a lot in Israel once, and you can see Jordan like across the lake. And I'm like, well, why can't we just go there? Sounds like a cool place to go, right? But they just won't let you. The River Jordan—that's uh, where John the Baptist, yeah, baptized Jesus. Yeah, yeah. You gotta uh, admire oh, that's a country that likes. Michael Jordan that much that they would name their country. <laughs> the river. I don't know if you've ever seen the the flag of Jordan. It's that uh, it's that it's the Scott, it, it's the, that symbol the, of Michael Jordan feet where his feet you. out and he's uh-huh. like dunking the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I thought this was open mic night. I was trying material. Jordan was humongous. <laughs> when I could see that, you know they won't sell um, 
for a while. Now they do, but they wouldn't sell Pepsi in Israel, only Coke, because the Arab countries are like, if you sell shit to them, you don't sell shit to us. Well, wow. So Coke was in Israel, Pepsi was in all the Arab countries. Well, wow. Until eventually Coke and Pepsi were like, we're done with this. We're, just, we're not into your stupid war. Well, that's, I've always preferred Coke. That's good yeah. to hear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's plenty of Pepsi's Coke. Pepsi's too sweet. Coca-Cola. Um, yeah. Um, wait, I'm sorry. Is there I got a lot of dead air on your podcast normally? Not usually, but if I'm working on The ones down I've hot. listened to, I, you were very concise and tight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My mind keeps wandering on what to ask you about. I just think it's so cool that you get to go to all these countries and do shit. You've been doing that for since 2003. No, 2000. I mean, I started going to London like 98, 99, and then I moved to Holland in 2000. So I think like I started playing over there 99. And then in 99, I, uh, I played in Amsterdam, fell in love with this Dutch girl. Yeah. And I, keep you uh, I moved there. And I was like, fuck, I mean, you can be a comedian anywhere. Yeah. And um, just loved it, riding bikes. And, you know, I was flying back and forth to London a lot. To do and, work? Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, and then I started doing, I did like the Melbourne Festival in 2000. And I, I was kind of a way too much to sustain this relationship. Okay, yeah, you it's know. hard on relationships to be yeah. gone that much. Hey, how far is it from Amsterdam to from Holland to uh, to England? A uh, forty minute flight. Oh, so you're right yeah. there. That's like SoCal and NorCal. Yeah, I did. A, I used to go back and forth all the time, and, and this is you know before September 11th when things were a lot stricter. But a lot of English people come to Amsterdam to wipe their dick on the curtains, basically, uh-huh. and come there and party. Yeah, and does that get annoying? <clears throat> I was reading Errol Flynn's autobiography, My Wicked, Wicked Ways. Yeah. Uh, great read. And I, I'm, I'm on the plane. I'm one of the first ones on there, and I'm reading it. And this little gay flight attendant, uh, he, he, he goes, oh, I've always wanted to read that book. You know, a lot of my friends say that I remind them of Errol Flynn. <laughs> and he's this little guy. So during the flight, well, there's this mountain of a man like four rows in front of me and he's drinking vodka out of a a fifth a a large bottle of vodka he's just sitting there and he's he's, guy's obviously drunk yeah and the plane is landing and the little guy is standing over the big guy the little flight attendant guy and he's going sir you have to put that away sir we're landing you have to put that in the overhead compartment sir and the little guy tries to take this guy's bottle of vodka and the big guy (laughs) stands up and goes hey god damn it and the fucking little guy cowers he goes help and then like three people pull this big guy back in his in his chair and they're holding him down, and he's fighting. And they and I, actually, I never knew that they had restraints on airplanes. They hold this guy down, and then they, they get these like seat belts. They buckle him. They tied him to the chair to the seat. Really? And his arms to the armrest. And he's and then and then and the the plane diverted the landing. It went up because the captain doesn't know what's happening. He he hears there's something going on. What? And it's you know you think about all that air traffic around London, and then I mean it was a frightening moment. It just pulls up. And we, uh, you know, uh, aborted the landing, and then we circled around, and the the captain comes on the plane, and he says, uh, "When we land and get to the gate, everyone, please stay in your your seats while the police come on and remove this person." Uh, and so we land, and the and Whoa. the and the guy's drunk, and he's tied to the the seat, and the little flight attendant guy is standing over him, going, 
Are you happy now, sir? You're going to jail now, sir. And then they, the cops removed him. And I'm getting off the plane, and the guy's standing by the door. And as I leave the plane, I go, hey, way to go, Errol Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> what a little punk. What a little punk. Yeah. But I, that, I always, my, my wife, I say that all the time. Uh, are you happy now, sir? You're going to jail now, sir. He was just such a little prick. <laughs> Standing over when he's in restraints. Right. Like, how does it feel now? Like, fuck you. Like, I crushed you a minute ago. So what did you do? You just got rid of all your belongings and you started just... Well, like, I, had, I put you? everything in storage when I moved to Europe. Okay. And I had reduced it pretty much. I mean, I had some furniture and stuff. And then I, when I moved back from Amsterdam, I lived in L.A. for a couple years. Okay. And uh, I realized... I, I call it my empire of $20 purchases because basically books and CDs are like the things that I only, the things I care about the most. That's it. And well, you know, personal photos and things from yeah, my career and family stuff. So the last time when I left LA, because I was paying rent on a place I was never at, I got rid of a lot of shit uh, that uh, like young comedians I knew needed shit. Like, Hey, yeah. you need a TV? And I gave a guy my TV oh, and gave cool. another guy my couch Another guy, my coffee table. So I really reduced it to the to the bare minimum of shit that means the most to me. Because you don't really need a couch if you don't have a place to go. Right. You have no desire for it. Right. It's worthless to you. Right. So I so it's just like the things that uh, mean the most to me. Like my father uh, was killed by a drunk driver, and he had a, my father had a great book collection. So I got all his books plus my books. Yeah. And um, that's important to you. Yeah. That's one of those things I'm just gonna chuck. You what? I'm gonna just chuck them. You don't give a like fuck move. about books. I just like I never read them. I'm just happy knowing that I have them still. Yeah. You know, I can just go get it again if I need to. Like get like Catcher in the Rye if I want to read a book again. Right, 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 right. I just have them there. I've moved with them like ten times. I never. Well, it's amazing. I've got thousands of CDs and like you don't need you don't that. Need I remember I used to travel uh, with a boombox and one of those Case Logic because uh-huh. I always have to have music with me. Yeah, a case big case logic things. thing with like fifty. <laughs> I would pick out my fifty CDs yeah. of shit I wanted to hear on the road. <laughs> yeah, you know, you have like to getting pumped up before shows, and now like a little fucking uh, iPod and a little booster. Yeah, they had a forty-eight case. It was like a little yeah, one, yeah, but it's yeah. forty-eight CDs, yeah. and you get forty ninth if you put one in your CD player. Yeah, then you have that extra one. Yeah, um, you could save the other side for um, the jackets, but fuck that. Yeah, more CDs. Yeah, yeah, and that's all you had with you. Yeah, that's big, but now it's so easy. Right. Dude, I wanted to listen to Nirvana to Nevermind. I knew it was in my car. It wasn't even that long ago. And I was in my apartment going like, I don't want to go down to the car. I had like my underwear on. Right. And I was like, I'll just download it for free. Right. I'll just get it again. <laughs> it's the same shit. I love it, man. Me and my wife, I mean, like the iPhones, the just the, just the, the smartphone technology is so great. I mean, remember, you used to have to go to the library and look shit up. You yeah. Know? We're driving... Like two years ago, and we're having this conversation about uh, Guantanamo Bay, and I go, uh, I wonder what songs we the the the, the best the t- what are the top ten torture songs uh-huh. that we've tortured these people with? So my wife whips out the phone and Google's top ten uh, Guantanamo Bay torture songs, and boom, it pops up. Really? I mean, in like in like two minutes after. <laughs> We have the ones this they thought. used the, that they used the rock songs they used like the Metallica right. or whatever. Now the number one song makes perfect sense. It's what? a it's a heavy uh, metal death metal band 
called Deicide or Deicide, something like that, and okay. the song is called Fuck Your God. <laughs> okay, now that makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah. But the rest of the top ten was baffling. Yeah. They had um, uh, Don McLean's American Pie. That's not going to hurt them. That's nice. No, I mean, the Madonna version, yes, but not the original. Yeah. And Queen's... That's just nice. Uh, Queen's We Will Rock You. Oh, that's, that's a that's sweet a great, song. I could hear that Brian May guitar riff forever. That's who the guitarist was? That, yeah. Man, I listen to Little Queen lately, and I'm like, I watch him on YouTube at like Wembley Stadium. Man, that oh, guy. Oh, what a great concert. What a rock star he was. This tight little fucking yellow pants. Jean pants, yeah, yeah. whatever it was. And it's like, oh my God, but just killing that crowd. Oh, yeah, that's not you're my them. best friend. Yeah. Yeah. That's not going to hurt those Guantanamo prisoners at all. No. No, they were really weird. What did they just play it over I mean, and over it again? I shows you how lame our government is that we can't even get fucking torture songs right. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you ever been there? Guantanamo Bay? Yeah. No. They don't have tours there at all. Do no, they? no, no. Oh. I think. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, we're going to interrupt you guys' hunger strike for a minute. We got some comedy for you. I figured for the troops. My friend went to Haiti right after the fucking tsunami there. Yeah. And uh, uh, friend Steve Simone, and he, I was like, how was he? He goes, you could just. You could smell the, the death. You could smell in the air. And it was the poverty around. It was just horrifying. And he was like, and I was like, how was, what was the weather like? He goes, oh, tropical. Just beautiful. <laughs> really. Every day. 75. Yeah, that was terrible, man. That earthquake. $32 earthquake, worth yeah, of damages. It was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone had Haiti jokes immediately. No one gave a fuck about Haiti in their hearts. <laughs> Nobody. Oh, wow. My cardboard box house <laughs> collapsed. <laughs> Improvement. That's when we went there with that. It was cool that Sean Penn went there. Uh huh. He just donated his time for yeah, a while. Yeah, just went there and lived there. That was awesome. I mean, otherwise, it would have been out of the news. Yeah. He just went and lived there? Yeah. Just helping people every day? What's your favorite Sean Penn movie? Um, I never saw Dead Man Walking. What have I seen by Sean Penn? My favorite Sean Penn movie what else, what is Bad Boys. When he was in, he's in jail. It's one of his first movies with like Martin Lawrence. No, 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 no. They, oh. I don't know why they re- could make a movie with the same name. Yeah. It's called Bad Boys, and he's like it's some Chicago punk, and he gets thrown in this prison. Oh, Colors. Yeah, but go ahead. And uh, these guys are gonna kick his ass, and like apparently you get like so many tokens for the coke machine, and he, you just see the scene, and he just goes and he starts getting. He's got all these cokes. He's just getting like he gets like fucking eight or ten cokes, and you see these guys are coming after uh-huh. him, and and it's really great shot, and he's looking at him, and he's just pumping all of his tokens in again. He gets like eight or ten cokes, and he pulls out his pillowcase, and he puts all these cokes in it, and once these guys walk up on him, he turns around and bashes wow. this, the biggest guy in the face, and he beats the fuck out of him uh-huh. with this like three guys. It's fucking such a great scene. Wow, that's cool. And uh, that's why I forgave him for that um, I Am Sam movie. I never saw that. Colors, he was okay. Everybody knows you don't go full retard. That had to be, have been who Robert Downey Jr. was talking about. Talking about him from I Am Sam? Had to yeah. be. That, the, yeah. Forrest Gump. But yeah, he went full retard on he I Am Sam. He went full retard on I Am Sam. And nobody remembered it. Yeah. It was too shitty. Everybody knows you don't go full retard. So what do you bring with you on the and like while you're like going like how much do you take with you two bags at all times? Well, my my now wife when she was my girlfriend and we first got together, I said, look, if you want to be with me, you got to reduce your life to one checked bag and two carry-ons. That's your whole and life. That's it. 
you know. So when shoes get worn out, fucking throw them away and buy a new pair of shoes. Buy a new pair of shoes. So what if you see like some shirt that you like and you want to get it, it, and then you have to throw out a shirt? No, I mean, uh, what, like you know, uh, I, I I'll stash shit at my mom's house. Yeah. Like I'm really glad I'm. I'm uh, I mentioned it when we did my podcast yesterday that. Um, I'm angry at Levi's because they stopped making men's pants. Yeah. Yeah. All, all they make is skinny jeans now. I'm 46. I'm not in the Ramones. I can't wear fucking skinny jeans. So I went into my mom's attic when I was home a couple weeks ago, and I found four pairs of 512s, which yeah. they only uh, sold in Europe. And then this is a pair of them. They got kind of, uh, you know, not bell bottoms, but like kind of boot cut um, uh Bottoms and then they're low on the hips. Yeah, accentuate. And your so dick. I like I knew I had some jeans up there. Now, wow, boom! Got at your bombs? Yeah, I've and got, you found them. Yeah, this is one of them, dude. I found these all these old socks for my mom's, just like this. It got me into them again. Oh, I don't no, know nice. I no, but there's a stripe, the knee high like striped socks, right? With white that I had when I was a little kid, and she was always like, "Get your socks," and I would never get them. And then I went and got all of them. They were great after 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Parents are really good for it's using for the storage system. Shit. Yeah, and then yeah. it's like Christmas. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my God. You ever grab something you forgot that you even had, find yeah. it again, and you're like, this is the exact taste in clothes or whatever <laughs> yeah, that I have. Yeah, yeah. Like, I realize I've been buying the same clothes over and over for years. Thank you, present for me, from me to me. <laughs> so what do you do for, uh, how's this been going? With like my having, wife? Yeah, having a woman on the road with you now. As a She's chaser. great. She's a photographer. She sees art in everything, and uh, and she's fun. Yeah, yeah. Is it more like, uh, like was it lonelier without somebody? Like, what was it? What was the process without anybody? Did you get like you know uh, a lot of random casual sex? Uh, it was terrible. <laughs> but I mean, also just like just like it was, meeting it was, it was terrible. It just yeah. God, you know. <laughs> Did you get tired of that after a while? It, no? God, it gets. Old, <laughs> not really. No, but I always thought, well, you know, why can't I find a woman that likes to laugh a lot, drink a lot, and sleep late? And I've I found her. Oh, nice! It's raining now. She sleeps late too. Would you try to go inside? Should we go inside? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you want to stay out in the rain? I feel like that's a waste, right? We'll just keep going. Um, you sleep late too? That's perfect. That's what I told every girl that's lived with me. I'm like, look, if this is going to work out, don't yeah. wake me up. Motherfucker. Don't yeah. do it. Don't start thinking, like, it'll oh, be cute. It'll never be cute. <laughs> yeah. It'll <laughs> never be sleep. cute. Thanks, man. Awesome. That's a walking podcast. I wonder where we should go. Maybe. It's not a bad idea. Should we are this. now walking across the mezzanine. Hey, Laura. Oh, yeah. Let's go in there. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, these are totally mobile. Yeah. We are now in the bar area. Yeah. Let's go over by there. Go in the corner? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'll work. <coughs> Jesus. All right. What's happening, guys? Maybe we'll wait for them. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think anybody else do that. All right. So wait, no, but what about like meeting like people, people, like having someone to talk to? Was what do you mean, after enough? shows? Yeah. I mean, when you're gone, when you're in some country or some, 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 you know, forever, do you not? Because when I get back to the, if I'm on the road and I get back to LA, I go right to the comedy store and like I see friends for something. Right, Monday. right. Yeah. No, I mean, it's the same everywhere. There's always cool people. That's the exciting part is, um. And so you make friends with them and stuff? 
Are you like social with random people? Yeah, we love uh, we love um, meeting people and talking to them after the shows. That's like one of the best parts, you know. Yeah. Where are you from? What's your life like? How do you stay away from the weirdos? How do you excuse them? Because uh, I like meeting cool people, but then um, um, the non-cool people, I always feel bad. Right, about. right, right. Well, Stanhope has that problem. We've I've talked with oh, him a yeah. lot about that. He gets a lot you of must have that just fruit cakes. And the guys are you like, know? you're trying too hard, whatever it is. Right. It's just annoying. Some people are cool and some people are annoying. How do you get rid of those annoying people? Yeah. I don't know. We have been lucky. We haven't, not too many assholes. Yeah. And then it's always comedians. They want to hang we out. We had yeah. the best life in the world. I mean, yeah. we get to hang out with comedians. Other comics. I can do that a lot. Right. I started like, yeah, what are you guys doing? And they'll have like local shows and stuff that I'll pop into. Yeah. Like I did the, yeah, ja- get it. the Jakarta Comedy Festival in November. Really? And there was, there was a few New Zealand guys there. And I'm going to see them in New Zealand. So I like, can't wait to go there and hang oh, out with these guys. cool. How many festivals do you do? Not enough. Like all the time, though? No. I mean, I'd like to do more. Yeah. There's, there's, you've done Bridgetown, haven't you? Done Bridgetown. I was trying to go this year, but then I had, it was 420. I had to do a gig. Mm. But um, yeah, Bridgetown's fun. Did you do that this year? No, I've never done oh, okay. it. I'd love to. I love Portland. Yeah. It's really cool. We are all... Uh, the time we went, it was like 40, 50 comics went to the strip club like noon. It was just two strippers working. There are and they some. all started like surrounding the bench. And yeah. Everyone started screaming. And, and there are dollars. some skanky strip bars yeah. in Portland. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. They're all hot. They have the tatted up look. You like, like the oh, yeah. suicide girl Yeah, thing. yeah. Yeah? I'm into that. Greaser girls. <laughs> that's one of the looks I'm Why? Really you think that's because are you attracted to what you think would upset your parents the maybe most? Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. But I've never really been into black chicks and that would upset them the most. Really? <laughs> yeah. I just got into them recently. I'm sorry to be like, you know what? I think my penis is telling me <laughs> we're finally ready. I think it's finally giving me the sign. <laughs> um, 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 I was going to say, I want to ask more about girls, but it's now I feel weird. <laughs> Black chicks are fabulous. Okay, that's good. Have you? What's it like, like boning chicks like all over the globe? Like, do you find like favorites in terms of like racially and culturally? Uh, you know, I, I uh, do you have enough data points. I think I told you about like this Jewish girl that uh-huh. I did it when I first lived in New York and I was 20 and it was the worst year of my life. Uh, you know, I, I, she I, wrecked I, you? I dated uh, I dated a Moroccan Muslim girl for a little while in Holland after I was with the blonde Dutch girl. Um, I've been in love with a lot of really nice women. I dated a girl from Kenya for a while. She was really? a, she was a doctor, super intelligent. Whoa, stunning. Beauty. And she had a like British accent. How do you date them for a while if you're like running from place to place? Well, that's why they've. That's why that's they. Why that's why it didn't work. Well, I mean, can't, when do you see? Girl, them a lot again? of girls don't want to be Even with the guy who's leaving all the time. You know. How do you get back there though? Is, is the where? Kenyan girl in? Oh, no, London? she lived in the states. Oh, okay. No, no, she okay. lived in the states. Yeah, that's the hard part when you don't see them a lot. Yeah. And like you're always gone. You're like yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> and then I don't. Yeah, want and then you call them after a show, and you're a little, you're half in the bag, and you know that's that's cute for. Very problem, short period. Yeah, the problem is it's always like they're like you're having a good time. And you're like, yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm going to not have a good time. Is that going to make you feel better? <laughs> you just fucking hate it. It's hard being alone. Well, you, a good you, time. Well, you should, after the show, you should run back, call him, and go. I'm really lonely and miserable. And then hang and out then and go, go out. out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. You should cut away, and everyone's like, all right, we're good. Everyone starts. The streamers come out. Um, what about? Uh, let's talk about drugs in other countries for a little bit. How do you get it? 
<laughs> like, I'm not asking for dealers' names or anything, but like when you go to places you've never been. Well, you when you're in Europe, yeah, every town or city has a main square, okay, uh, with a statue in the middle of it. And that's just go <laughs> hang out there for a little bit, and usually someone of. Um, of uh, Arabic Europe, descent will oh. come up and <laughs> just start a conversation with you, yes. and that's to be your sign. So, look for the statue. Whoa! <laughs> when I go to Ottawa, I do mushrooms in Ottawa sometimes. Uh-huh. It's just a beautiful country, and I'm there in the summer for their blues fest. Mm. Walk around, and I always end up at the fucking statue in the middle of the I square. <laughs> I just end up there, and I'm all that's out. why they put the statues there. It's not to oh, honor whatever hero of that country. It's so. <laughs> It's like a bat signal <laughs> for drug addicts. <laughs> so that's how you just know, kind of know where to go. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that works. Yeah, I never... Diaz always points it out when we're in a, somewhere together. He goes, up. Oh, you see that? Drugged. I'm like, no, I didn't see right, it. Right, 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 right. I guess you got to be in tune to it. Right. But my last time in New York, I got a few, like, as you walk by, a few, like, they just mumble something. Right. And you're like, what? Oh, no, I don't, I'm good. Well, it was funny. I've been. We went to Bali in November... Yeah. <clears throat> For two weeks. It's my third time in Bali. Okay. The first two times I went there, there's this main street uh, in the... It's where the bombs went off. Uh, that, it was like the most towards... There, but yeah, there's, uh, where they blew up the nightclubs yeah. and killed all those people. Um, I thought that was hotels. There's a lot of... You know, you can stay in different areas, beach and out different... But this one part of Bali, there's a main street where the shady drug dealers hang out. And uh, in years yeah. past, I walked down that street and, and people as you walk by they go cocaine marijuana <laughs> yeah. you know we were there this I'm time in for, November yeah. and we're walking down that same street Viagra Cialis no I'm way like, hey don't uh, what happened to the fun drugs <laughs> <laughs> really wow you look at me now and think Viagra Cialis <laughs> I mean how insulting was it just because works just you fine got thank older, you very much a, a profit margin <laughs> yeah like how dare you sir Wait, do they really sell that shit? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because it's black market. Are there countries you can't find anything in? Uh, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Or it's just like too religious? Well, I mean, a lot of Asian countries, uh, it's uh, um, a penalty of death. That's what I'm most scared like of. Like for like marijuana, you'd be executed. So, I mean, like, uh, just you don't that do anything. That is so nuts. nuts. That is so nuts. That you would be murdered. For having some on you. Right. I, I feel like I've heard these stories of somebody who had like a seed. In, like, right. caught in their shoes right. in the groove of their shoes right. and they're like you're in jail for 10 years and it's like Ugh. right and as you're landing on the plane as the plane is flying in and you're filling out the it says it on the landing card that you fill out you know your name and where you're from and your yeah. passport number so, it says it on the top oh, so those caught it. with drugs or trafficking drugs will be put to death wow in our country and Paul Ogata who's a brilliant comedian I know him uh, he, he does a really funny joke over there. I worked with him in Singapore, and he says as the plane's landing and he's dumping out his Tylenol bottle going, I want to live, I want to live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd be so scared. I'd be so scared of yeah. having something in a pocket that I don't remember. Right, right, right. So you just... Plus, I'm a pothead, so I'm like, I could easily have forgotten. Right. I could easily have forgotten where right. I put it. Yeah, you want to make sure you don't, don't uh, do anything. Yeah. Are you super frightened of it when you go in there? Because sometimes I put joints no, in my pocket. because I mean, it's like okay, in. I'm not, you know, I mean, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't need to do it. Yeah, you know. Can you find stuff once you go to those places, or not even? No, huh? Oh. No, no. Everyone's scared shitless. Everyone, okay, I mean, they, not like it's a black market. The governments are serious about it. I took pot cookies to uh, Australia once, 
and I opened up the, the tin on the plane. I was with Joe Rogan, and it smelled so much. It smelled so bad, like weed. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I immediately filled the cabin with that smell. So I ate a few more, and then I just threw the rest out in the garbage in the, in the, uh, in the plane. But I was like, I shouldn't have thrown those out. But then we were waiting in line at Customs, and there was dog-sniffing things going right. up and down. And I was like, all right, I'm glad I threw them out. Right, right, right. No kidding. Yeah. I think they're just smelling for food there, too, more than, like, drugs. Right. Yeah, I'd be super worried about getting in one of those countries. Anywhere Arabic, anywhere Asian. I'm like, I don't know the laws. At least they tell you. Right. Get rid of it. So seriously, wait, so you make friends with people, so you start to know comics in whatever towns. In countries, And look them up. Yeah, and I've been to Australia like 10 times now, so I got like great Australian friends in England. God, some of my best friends in comedy live in London. A lot of great... Canadian English guys. So you do like a run through there and then like meet up with them and stuff? So yeah, I just spent the month of January in London and it was great. Just, you know, laughing it up. Wow. I'm trying to go to Australia for three weeks in October. It's just for last festivals happening. I think I want to try to do like a couple more weeks. Where, where are you there. going? I don't know. The A-list, that A-list group. I don't know, some booking company. Oh, the Books Australia. Yeah. Mm. I'm trying to get You got to do the comedy store in Sydney. That's one of my favorite rooms really phenomenal room. why what is it what's it like it's just perfectly built it just uh, it looks like Ooh. a little tiny theater a nice red curtain and a little oval half oval stage and it's just perfect intimacy oh just, nice and, and the audiences there are phenomenal my last live uh, CD Colossus of Me <laughs> I how hard is it to make names up <laughs> for CDs and That's, stuff I can't believe I never had used that before <laughs> Colossus of me. <laughs> it's so hard. You spend all this time working on material, and then you're like, the name. Hmm. Right. What should I do? Right. Like like newspaper articles, like they always, Road Scholar, oh. On the Roads. There's like some things that. That's what you've named yourself before? No, no, like when, like, no, the, the, oh, that's like what newspaper articles. Like, yeah. yeah, that's what newspapers will do. <laughs> it's that's like cheesy. they think that's clever. You're like, ugh, come I on. I don't mind. We used to have to Road try to. Road Scholar, that. Connotates intelligence. We had this contest where you had to guess what the storyline was going to be on Sports Illustrated, what the thing was going to be on there, and if you guess the title, whatever play on words they would have, it was like extra points. And people got it a few times because it was like the same cheese dickish Rhodes Scholar type lines. Right, right, right. You just knew it was going to be something like that. Yeah, Michael Jordan was going to have a bad game and they were going to call it Open Mike or something like, you know, <laughs> something that you just knew. It was like, oh, come on. Wow, man, that's really cool. And you don't miss it at all, having a place to be? No, I mean... Because uh, you're one of those, you're like a respected comic. But people are always like, wait, what happened to him? Where's he been? He's just been all over the world. I'm playing been running. shows constantly. People go, wow, where you been? I'm like, what the fuck? I'm and, on stage every night somewhere. And you, what do you do in between? Like, you do Wednesday through Saturday somewhere. And then what do you do Sunday, Monday, Tuesday for staying? Uh, blah, blah, blah. You get them to pay for extra hotel rooms, or, or yeah, okay, just say. Hey, by the way, I'm going to be there for a whole week. Yeah, or nine days. A lot. You, okay. Yeah, but I mean, it's you know, what's two, three days in a hotel? Right. Yeah, to have but like there. I was, I was telling you yesterday. You know, we did two months in Europe last summer, and then we had a week off, and we went to Rome, rented an apartment. Yeah. By the Vatican for a week, and um, that's so cool. How beautiful was it? It was awesome, and you know my. Uh, my family, we started out Catholic, so I, I flew my mom over and took her to Mass at the Vatican. Really? And uh, yeah, it was a big thrill. 
Yeah, that must be the ultimate place to go for a Catholic, right? Well, but I always like, uh, you know, because like I, I, I moved to San Francisco, I was 22, and started reading subversive literature, and I got all, you know, rebelled against the church, and I'm like, you know, fucking the Crusades and all this, you know, they don't let, telling people in the third world not to wear condoms, fucking bullshit Catholic yeah. church. And then you go there to the Vatican and you're like, fuck yeah, I'm Catholic, bitch. I'm part of this. Because <laughs> it's so grand. It's like you throw out all your ideology of, of um, I cannot of stand Catholics now. I'm at the point where I'm just like, anyone who's still Catholic, what are you doing? Right. They're just such a bad reputation at this point. Well, I think that... Um, the child raping stuff. Yeah. It's just enough is enough. I'm all, I'll tell everybody, so you got to drop new, out of that, that group. The new Pope's kind of cool. Yeah, he seems like he's trying to shake things yeah. up, right? When they elected the old Pope, I was like, you couldn't go without getting a Nazi Pope. <laughs> I know, what the fuck? I mean, you have, this is your last chance. You can say, like, well, at least we never had a, a, not an ex-Nazi. Right. was not the head guy here. Look the guy during World War II. He was, like, to- totally pro-Nazi. Yeah, people were like, no, well, you know, he got drafted into it because he was young then. I'm like, yeah, whatever the reason. <laughs> right. But it's still on the record. You could easily not have not, Who was second? Someone else was in the running. There's no one else. Yeah. Who was the other guy? Led like a fucking Turkish slaughter of Armenians. <laughs> like he was the other one. Um, um, what's the coolest place to do comedy in? Is there like some more nurturing and less nurturing countries? Uh, I love Sydney. I love Paris is a great place to play. Paris really? is cool. Uh, and there's a great little scene there. Uh, yeah, there's a, a guy named Sebastian Marx. He's... He's from New York. Yeah. Well, his parents are from Buenos Aires. He's Jewish. And uh, my mother's from Buenos Aires. So I loved him instantly for that. Okay. And then I'm also a Francophile. And the guy... You speak uh, French? Uh, no, I just love French culture. Anyway, okay. he started this young comedy scene over there. I think the manager is telling us to, to wrap it up. Oh, the DJ's got to set oh, up. Jesus okay. Christ. Where, on this table? Apparently, wherever we're at, they want to do it. Wherever we're at, that's where the DJ's going. All right, let's do that. Third location. We'll finish up soon. Are there any places you just hate going? Uh, Dubai. Why? I wouldn't go back there. Fucking. Why? It's really shitty? It's like Vegas without the fun. Oh, really? Desert, just shopping malls. Isn't it all those um, super rich dudes? Yeah. And so they just want like private shows? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't care. That's that's one place I'm. I won't be going back to. I heard they still have slaves there. Who? I heard they still have slaves there. I believe it. Really? I believe it. It's very segregated. You got like the American school and the Canadian. Should we go outside? Let's go outside. Oh Christ! Oh yeah. Is the rain done? (laughs) (laughs) Tom Rhodes, we cannot get a podcast done. I know. We were good. <laughs> I just need to shoot everybody else. <laughs> um, uh, man, I just think it's so fucking cool. But then there's never a feeling like, well, I got to get home to somewhere. How long did it take to get over that? Well, I used to only go home once or twice a year to, uh, to see my mom. Okay. Uh, and my sister had stage breast, uh, stage four breast cancer. Yeah. And so when she got cancer, it was uh, I think about. Um, Six years ago, yeah, I started going home a lot. You started, and my sister's cancer brought my family closer together. And then uh, my sister died two years ago, yeah. and so I've still. Um, my mom and my sister were like best friends, so I'm I'm worried about my mom. So I I go home a lot, a few times a year, and then I've I've been taking December off just to, you know, 
hang out with my mom and stuff. Oh, that's nice. Before she goes, my dad called me recently and said we get, we should talk more. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's so. I mean, and, it, and my dad, uh, I was really tight with my dad. You know, he got killed by a drunk driver in 2009, and it's like you never know when that's the, the people you shit. love the most are going to be snatched from you. Oh, yeah, that could easily happen to anybody. And it, to anybody. I mean, could, any a fucking bus, cancer. You know, so he was a Vietnam fucking vet, Air Force hero. Yeah, well, he flew helicopters. He flew helicopters. Yeah, survived a helicopter crash. Yeah, and being uh, uh, surrounded by Viet Cong shooting at him, and he he dragged a guy across a field. He got like five medals for it, and then he got killed by a a fucking drunk driver. That's my biggest fear whenever I drove drunk. I was like, oh, I'm going to be the opposite side of that story. Wow. I'm going to be the bad yeah. side of it. I don't do it. Don't? I don't know. I, like, I've spent thousands of dollars on taxis. and Just to like, know, not do it. Just to not do yeah. it. Yeah. You used to, though, right? When I was younger yeah. and stupid, yeah. Yeah. I drove from a Stanhope gig once. He played King King in Hollywood, and I had to drive to right near the comedy store. That's where I live. Not even that far. I went out because I was like too drunk in there. I was like, I got to get some air. And then I went out there. I saw my car. I was like, oh, I guess I should drive home. And man, it was bad. And then I was like, dude, I would easily have killed somebody. Right. Ugh. Yeah, and it's expensive, too. Oh, yeah, if you get caught, even if you don't hit somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It should be. They should really say, like, the guys, this is not allowed anymore. You know, it used to be you could defend yourself <laughs> as an excuse if you kill somebody drunk driving. But being drunk was an ex- like a legal excuse. Wow. In this country. Like, it wasn't my fault. I was drunk. Wow. And then eventually they were like, yeah, well, don't get drunk then. Wow. <laughs> if you're going to be driving around. And so now you'll just stay with your mom for those times? I'll go visit her, yeah. yeah I mean, like, I was just, I had a week off uh, a couple weeks ago yeah. and, you know, stayed with my mom. And then between Vancouver and Atlanta, like the two or three days before that, you know. Yeah. And then now I won't be back until, oh, motherfucking July. So. You'll be gone. Europe. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I try every, like, three months or so, I'll to try and just go see my oh, that's mom. That's nice. You know. She's that's like nice. she's seventy four, and you know you you know you never know how much time people have. Yeah, I mean, now it's making me think I really should see my dad more. Yeah, <laughs> and my mom too. I don't know why. Just I'm call him now. Just call him right now. Just get him in on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, hi. No, I just want to talk. Just tell say him you're, bla- you're dating a black chick. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> this is what he used to say. My sisters and brothers would um, fuck with him when I became like not religious. Yeah, they'd be like, "What would you do if Ari brought home a non-Jewish girl?" And my 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 aunts. Um, I guess son-in-law or whatever stepsons had yeah. just married a non-Jewish girl and the father had cut them off for a while and it was like a really big mess so we were thinking about it um, and my dad was like you know he's still my son I would he's trying to be like, give me a politically correct answer yeah. it's like I would still love obviously I don't want him to do that but I would love him no matter what and I would hope to come to love her you know and, uh, and then they go what happens if I already brought home a black chick and he goes now nah, you're being stupid <laughs> Stop. It's ridiculous now. Uh, you're originally from Silver Spring? Uh-huh. My family is originally from D.C. Yeah. So my family are um, huge Washington Redskins fans. Yeah. I and I them. remember my brother telling my sister when she was about 13, and she started to, to date guys. Yeah. And my uh, older brother told my sister, I just want you to know, if you ever bring home a black guy, yeah. he better be playing for the Washington Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> That was the only way. <laughs> Not even if you were bullets. <laughs> that would be the way you'd excuse the racism in his heart. Right. He's like, well, my fandom. Oh, he plays for the team. My, you know. my sense of fandom goes above my sense of racism. <laughs> Jesus. 
Um, what else? It is hard for you? us to do a podcast. It man. really is, man. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> we did one of yours yesterday. We got ten minutes. The in. more time I spend with you, the more I love you, man. I just think you're such a wonderful dude. I just want to. I want to do gigs with you. Yeah, we I had really Montreal do this. one time. I really liked it. Yeah, because you're such a. You're. I, you know this, right? You're like associated with cool. Oh no! Really? Yeah, yeah. Your lifestyle, the type of comedy you do, the kind of guy you are. You've always been like that's like that's like oh, that's, that's you know that stink is on you of cool. The stink of yeah. cool. You know, people have the stink of like lameness. Right, 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 right. Cool. You got that opposite of that. Yeah, and I smoked pot with the outside in Montreal. We were all but walking back somewhere towards. Yeah. You want something like, oh, don't mind if I do. Thank you very much. And you're like, I'm Tom. How are you? Is like, that where we met? Yeah. Montreal? I might have been. It's definitely yeah. the first time like we talked. Um, I want to do gigs with you, man. I want to put together this Israel thing. I think that would be so cool. Yeah, let's do it. And you want to film it, like return? Yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah! Why not? That'll be so much fun to play in Jerusalem. Walk totally. around I and like I, I go, go like a week early. There. Just to, well, I mean, you've been there, right? You did you live in Jerusalem? I lived, or where? Yeah, I lived in Jerusalem for two for two years, pretty much. Yeah, That's most awesome. of two years. But yeah, I'd love to go and then like uh, like a week early, experience the, yeah. the place, think about observations. You know, That's changed <laughs> what it does for you too. Just being there, like when you see countries like that, do you get like whoa? Like you, you like do you, have you been to the Great Wall of China? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do things. I have, do. and I, I like. I was talking to Stanhope about this because he never sees anything. He just stays in his. He hotel? stays in his hotel. Oh, then what are you and doing? And he doesn't. There? And 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 uh, and it's why my wife and I get along so well. Like, love museums. Love going to see places. Oh, cool. You know. Um, uh, you know, like we went to Rome, and it was all about Caravaggio because we love Caravaggio. This lunatic. Caravaggio. This lunatic painter. Someone should make a movie about his life. He was sixty years before Rembrandt. Okay. Who's revered for his lighting, but Caravaggio, his paintings look like m- movie lighting, like very dramatic, and it's all scenes from the Bible. He shows scenes from the Bible to be the criminal street thug uh, acts that they were, like really? the, the beheading of John the Baptist. This real, this guy has got this knife and he's holding his head down, and oh, he looks really? like the uh, the the, like the betrayal like. of Christ. Is a is a, is very dramatic. I mean, if you look at the stuff up online, there. So he was this hothead oh, lunatic cool. Christian, and he fought, and he and it was like knives, swords, and dagger time. He killed a guy, Caravaggio, and he had to go on the run. Uh, there was a price on his head, and uh, he did he did David and Goliath, but most artists would paint themselves as David. Yeah, he. Painted himself as the severed head of Goliath. Wow! After he murdered a guy, and it was his guilt <laughs> that he had. It says I should be killed over somehow. this, and it, it, yeah, it's a really fascinating life. <coughs> huh? And so you go to like see these people, like their stuff in museums. Yeah, the Bor- um, the Villa Borghese is where his, his main things are. Where's that? It's a uh, it's a museum in in uh, in Rome. It's in the big park there. Okay. Yeah, when you think about those things, it's like that's how it would have been. Some guys struggling to get up, people crying. Right. Never these like beams of light coming down. Right. Not everything had angels flying yeah. around. Yeah, and that was his. Was and like grotesque. he, he, um, he used prostitutes and and, and regular people because he thought that the people in the Bible were regular people. Yeah. So. Yeah, the hookers of the time they weren't hot. Right. They were just street hookers. Right. Yeah, that's why I like Game of Thrones. I always show like the real thing, <laughs> like this when you get stabbed or something. Like easy. Oh, thanks, man. You want some water? I'm good. I'm oh, you good. heard me coughing. Oh, that's nice. See you. Um, 
uh, what's the coolest thing you've seen or what are some of the cool things you've seen I went to I did this comedy festival in Perth yeah last year I'm go there yeah and Perth is wonderful a what? jewel it's just this nice livable place at the edge of the earth where the water runs off the edge and uh, wow it's just heavenly there and Bon Scott is buried in nearby Fremantle so I went and put flowers on Bon Scott's grave. Which one was Bon Scott? <coughs> the lead singer of ACDC. Okay. The original lead singer. Was he the guy that dressed up like a kid? No, no, no. That's the other. That's uh, Angus Young. That's Angus Young. Um, that's cool. I went to um, Jimi Hendrix's uh, in Vancouver. You ever go to this shrine? No, in Jimmy Seattle, Hendrix? in uh, Renton, Washington, is where he's buried. No, there's a shrine to him no. in Vancouver. No. Where his grandmother, he lived for a while. Oh. It's his art school. Like boarding house, but in the summer months they open it up for like people. Oh my god! And it's just got a bunch of shit from him huh. when he was there, and this little weird shrine outside. Wow! Went with Jeff Ross and Big J. I mean, it's small and nothing, and you can buy a postcard for. I love Hendrix. What's one it. thing I, I do? Um, uh, like, if you look at my website site, tomroots.net, I've got this section called favorite dead people. Yeah, I like going to graves of people I admire. So I've been to Morrison's grave a bunch of times. Oscar Wilde is buried in that cemetery. Um, Oh, bon Scott's grave. I've been to Hendrix's grave. What do you think about when you're there? You think about the people, or you just like like the graves? Yeah, just that you know, um, to you know, pay homage to yeah. like a pilgrimage to people that I loved and admired that made a difference to me. I like walking through um, cemeteries sometimes. Cemeteries remind me to live. Hmm. When you go to cemeteries, it always reminds me. Oh, you know, fucking better make these days count, man. Wow, I just like the grass. <laughs> Really? Yeah, the, the, the evenness of all the gravestones. And I worked at Arlington, that cemetery. That's where your dad's That's buried. That's where my dad is buried, yeah. yeah. Um, they had the section 69, because he loved pussy. <laughs> and the 69 position, if you don't know, is um, a well-known <laughs> sexual position where you can be pussy while your penis is being filleted. <laughs> I was about to explain it's, it's everything. Edutainment. <laughs> I love throwing Jew in anywhere. It's everybody at the store does that. What? Glad you made it today. I'm like, what? Did you say something? No. Did you hear something? It's just always. It's been ten years and it's never gotten old. Edutainment. Jew for the price of one. Anytime we get a bargain, that's what they always say. <laughs> I don't know how I became the Jew. Among all my friends, like, are we? I think are we I, I was this? greatly cheated in this life by not being Jewish. Really? Yeah. So Diaz feels about it. Feels angry that he wasn't. He wanted to be one. Yeah. You could be one if you like. You I could, could be like Sammy Davis Jr. Nah, 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 I say it. There's no way you could be a Jew. <laughs> there's, there's no way. Not even like as a converting thing. Like you just don't go with Jew. You're Who? too cool, man. Me? Yeah. You've got a different vibe. You don't have the. You have to have your soul make this sound like. Eh. <laughs> if you can really get your essence to have that, I don't think you're capable of it. Sammy Davis could get there. That's hilarious. You want to call it? You want to go watch shows and stuff? I gotta. I gotta jump in the shower. I want to go see Marin's. Uh, Are you gonna okay. go to that? Yeah, I think five thirty. So. The IFC thing. What yeah. Time is it now? It's like ten to five. Okay. Yeah. Let's call it. Wait. Um. Where. Um. Thanks for doing it. Where can people I love find you, your shit? I love you too. I mean, uh, um, yeah, TomRhodes.net. You're on the you on Twitter. Uh, underscore TomRhodes. Underscore. It's the worst thing a guy can have in his Twitter really? handle. Really? Yeah, nobody remembers it. Really? Yeah. Well, hopefully they will now. Underscore first, then Tom R H O D E S. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I only have three thousand five hundred followers. That's why. Yeah. But the other Tom Rhodes has ninety eight thousand. Yeah. 
the insurance salesman. And people listen. are like, yeah, yeah, this guy never says anything funny. <laughs> All he does is tweet listings. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then you'll be in a fucking place near them at some point. You're yeah. in America a lot too, right? All over the States, constantly, okay. yeah. The tour schedule's there? The yeah. People don't know, Tom Rhodes is consistently one of the best guys. You always come up with new stuff. Joey Diaz was talking about you once. I think I went to watch you at the Hollywood Improv. Every once in a while, there'll be like people I don't get a chance to see them do long sets. Right, right, right. Brea right. or Hollywood. I was like, yeah, let me run down there and see a guy doing what he, you know, instead of the seven minute. Um, and I told Joey I was going to go down there. He goes, oh, make no mistake about it. Tom Rhodes is the real deal. I love Joey. Joey sent out one of the most concise, funniest tweets a couple months ago. Oh, he just it? said, no mistake, cocksuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah. Just like, be at ease, assholes. It's so Everybody great. says it all. Namaste, cocksuckers. He calls people cocksuckers with such reverence. I'm like, I love it. What's up, cocksucker? You're like, all right. I got called cocksucker. Uh, well, thanks, man. All right, all I right. I appreciate it. I'll see you around the festival. All right, brother. It's time to move on. Time to get going. What lies ahead, I have no way of knowing. But under my feet, baby, grass is growing. It's time to move on. Time to get going. All right, that's the episode, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. I really hope you did. Um, I wasn't as organized as I normally am. This was the last minute, like, oh, Tom Rhodes is here. Let's do a podcast. Um, but still, pretty interesting. Man, that guy leads such a fucking cool life. So uh, I hope you guys are liking these. Please uh, subscribe and tell your friends about these these podcasts, you guys. Ari Shafir, Skeptic Tank. Um, I think they'll enjoy it. And I've got the heroin episode coming up. I've got a cool one about poker with John Caparulo coming up. Um, I've got one on miscarriage coming up. Um, still in my own, you know, jokey kind of way, but I still want to know what these things are like. That's, that's half, most of the reason I do this podcast. Like what's life like from another point of view. And I seem to get that. And it's kind of interesting. It's very interesting to me. I mean, hopefully to you guys too, but to me, it's like, I like doing this podcast just so I can find shit out about people. Uh, Don Marrera did my storyteller show in Moon Tower and it was, uh, it was fight stories one day and Greg Fitzsimmons did it. It was great. He goes, oh, I might just do like 10 minutes. I'm like, yeah, sure. Do as long as you want, though. He goes, yeah, I'll just keep it to 10. He did like 25 minutes. He kept having more fight stories. My favorite one was a story that started this way. I was driving my three-year-old to preschool, and I just started laughing. And he goes, oh, what, because you've heard this story? And I'm like, no, because who starts a fight story with, I was driving my three-year-old to preschool? How does that result in a fight? Simmons is crazy. Um but Don Marrera did the second day was all drug and alcohol stories and he was like hey can you just do it the way we did it for your podcast just you be up there with me and talk out stuff and ask questions about stories I'm like absolutely man and so we did that I did that with DeRosa and with Kurt Metzger too and that's a fun way to do them too um, just podcast style just ask some questions and get them talking about stories about the subject um, man Dom's a cool guy too the festivals okay for comedians it really is summer camp and the Moon Tower Festival there is almost no industry out. There's almost none. It's like a few cool guys, like TJ Mark Walter, who's just a fan of comedy. That guy came to my, uh, I did a New Year's Eve show last year in San Francisco. Uh, I'll be back, by the way. 
with me and Joey Diaz are doing a week at Cobbs, but way later. I don't know when. I think November or October. Um, uh, and TJ Markwalter came. He's a personal appearance agent. He represents Tom Segura. And he came. I think he represents Doug Benson, too. And I was like, what are you doing here? You don't have to do this for your clients. Come all the way to New Year's. And it was me, Doug Benson, Arj Barker, Jezelnik, Amy Schumer, and Chris Tinkle. And uh, he goes, man, it made me like him. I mean, I already liked him. I smoked pot with him all over, all over the country and the world, too. All over North America, let's say. But um, he goes, are you kidding me, dude? Have you seen this lineup? Of course I'm going to come. He's just a comedy fan. And so that's pretty much the only industry type people that come. My friend Robbie from Montreal came, and he just fucking hung out. It was cool. We got some fucking shit food. Some barbecue. Just, it really is a chance for us to have no responsibility and to be able to fucking... I curse too much. And to be able to just see, see old friends. I got to t- talk to Tom Rhodes for, for a few days. Meet his wife. Like, that's what it's all about. It's just... I love comedy festivals. And Moon Tower is one that actually pays comics. that make them pay themselves so you don't have to feel like, like you're wasting money to go to it. Um... What was I going to say before I wrap this up? Oh, if you guys, if you want a suggestion, this is what I was going to say. I always forget shit. Make sure to subscribe to this. That's what I was saying. And, and tell your friends. Tell your friends. Help me out. Let's get more listeners to this. Um, and then you can talk about stuff, right? I mean, I don't cover everything. I'd like to cover all the, the things that I want to think about that I have questions on. Like Ralphie May, when I talked about fat people, it was like, how do you wipe? Can you, can you reach around and wipe? These are things I like to know. And he told me, yeah, of course. What do you think? I'm like, I think you can't wipe. That's why I asked. Um, so have discussions about it. If you know a friend that fucking listens to it too, fucking, you know, on Tuesday or Wednesday, fucking talk about it. Um, but if you want to listen to podcasts, I don't listen that much. I'm a music guy. But if I'm assuming you listen to podcasts if you're listening to this. If you want a suggestion, Legion of Skanks podcast with Big J Okerson and Dave Smith and Luis Gomez. They do it out in New York. The Skanks, Legion of Skanks, is just a title. It doesn't refer to women. It refers to themselves. They're the Skanks. Uh, episode 20, I heard, of their podcast. It is, uh, I think it's called Roses Are Red, Violets Are Blue, uh, Luis's Sucks, or something like that. Luis is lame. Um, Luis is lonely. I don't know. But listen, at least to the part where they read this poem that Louis, Louis why do I say Luis? That Louis wrote um, to this girl that he just broke up with when he was 25. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. I was in tears. I was in tears listening to it. It is so fucking funny. So if you need a suggestion, go check it out. At least that episode. Probably all of them are good, but at least that episode. Uh, episode 20, Legion of Skanks Podcast. At least to the part where they read, where Big J reads in Lewis's voice. Um, oh, what a beautiful dog. Um, where, uh, oh, one dog took the other ball out of the other dog's mouth. He handed it off. Whoa. God, I would love a dog. Too much responsibility. Too much responsibility. Um, yeah, check that out. There's plenty of other podcasts, and a lot are great, but, you know, whatever. Check out Tom Rhodes' podcast as well. Check out TomRhodes.com and, uh, and look at his stuff. And if you want to support my podcast, not only can you go to Hover.com, but through my website, AriTheGreat.com, not only are my tour dates there, I have a big uh, Ontario, Canada run coming up followed by Winnipeg I'm going to stay in Canada for like two weeks I'm going to go to the comedy bar and one of my top five rooms in the world the comedy underground I know it as clandestiny the pot room in Toronto I'm doing three days there May 30th through June 
2nd, I think. I'm doing one night at the Comedy Bar on Thursday and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Clandestiny. And then right from there, I'm doing London, Ontario at a place who still hasn't gotten it up online, so you can't buy it yet, and Hamilton, Ontario. And those, all but the London shows, are up on my website, arethegreat.com. And then I'm going right from there to Winnipeg, where I haven't been since 2010. Man, that'll be fun, too. And don't forget my farewell party in L.A., May 3rd. Come out. I'm probably going to get drunk afterwards and definitely smoke pot. Come out. Rogan will be there. Bill Burr will be there. How, how could you not go to that show? How could you not go to that show? Um, let's see if there's anything else I wanted to add. I do like, by the way, I got a lot of feedback. Um, but I am going to start doing more of those stories of Judaism. <laughs> I don't have time now, but I'll do the Passover story soon. What's, what what uh, holiday's coming up? I'll look at all the Jewish holidays, and when one comes up, I'll just fucking break down the real truth behind the holidays. It's sort of a fun thing for me to do, and I think you guys got a kick out of it. So it'll be in the wrap-ups. Um, the Purim one I did, I don't know if it was last week. I think it might have been the Matt Edgar episode, the Klepto episode. Oh, and I didn't tell you this. Matt Edgar remembered. He called me the next day. Usually I don't put him up like the next day. This one I am. I recorded yesterday. I'm putting it up. This will be up tomorrow, so... It was recorded Saturday up on Monday. But usually, I, you know, I, I record them, then I wait a little while and stockpile them for when I'm going to be on the road a bunch so I can have one every Monday. Or if I get too many serious ones in a row, I'll put up a jokey one or vice versa. After I do the fucking miscarriage one, I'm not putting up the heroin one. You know, those get separated by, by just ridiculous, stupid stuff. Um, what was I saying about that, though? Oh, so Matt Edgar called me. He goes, oh, I forgot. Like he just, We just talked about all the stuff we times we shoplifted and stole over our lives. But he goes, I forgot uh, to mention, I, I stole a boat one time. He stole a fucking boat. How do you forget to mention that? He stole a boat. I'll get him on to do an intro with me before I leave. And I'll get him to tell the story of it. Um, for an intro or an outro. But anyway... I guess there's nothing else I should talk about. Let me pause for a second and think. While I'm thinking, the storyteller shows that we taped for Comedy Central Digital will be out in late May. I saw the first uh, draft of them. I saw Diaz's story, Segura's, uh, Julia Lillis, Sean Patton's. Uh, It looks so cool. It looks really cool. So you guys will all get them pretty soon, free online, YouTube, on once a week on the Comedy Central Digital website. Um, What does Rogan want? Never do clubs. Okay. Um... I don't know. Maybe I got nothing. Maybe I got nothing. Uh, in the meantime, go to my website, arethegreat.com. Whenever you want to use Amazon, there's an Amazon link right there. There's also a Gamefly link where you can get a free two-week trial. Uh, and then they give me like like 15 bucks if you do that. It's actually a lot of money for a sponsor. They give me 15 bucks. The Amazon thing, what you do is if you click, get out of here, bird. Get out of here. Man, that's a menacing bird. Get out of here. You scare me. Fucking blackbird. Not because of racism. Just blackbirds seem evil. Oh, maybe that's racism. Um, get out of here. Fuck, he's not scared of me at all. That's like those homeless people. Dude, when an animal just looks at you when you try to shoo him away, and they're just like, uh-uh. <sighs> um, so yeah, if you go to your Amazon shopping, if you go through com and click on the Amazon link, it takes you to Amazon. Then do all your regular shopping as is. Um, your tax-free shopping. Amazon is the way to go, by the way, on almost anything. There's rarely reason to buy shit from stores. Get everything on Amazon. It's cheaper, comes right to your house, you don't have to leave, you can be the introvert that you are. People ask me, by the way, what that, what that book about introverts was. It's called Quiet by Susan Cain. You can get that on Amazon, too. Um, 
It's all about how introverts are really a third to a half of society, and we're made to live in this extroverted world by extroverted uh, rules, and that th- don't really apply to us. Like in job interviews, how the, the, you hire people that are the most outgoing, and you're like, that's not going to be the best accountant. But the system we have set up is like we want outgoing people, and that's how you get dumb, hot, interesting people uh, that can't do their job well. But yeah, and if you want to remember how to do that, uh, just bookmark AriTheGreat.com, bookmark it as Amazon, you know, rename it Amazon, and then whenever you go to Amazon, it'll just take you right there, and that'll help support this podcast. That is what is helping me live in New York, and I'm going to build my new hour. So come see my farewell show, May 3rd, and then the next time I'll be in L.A., um, will quite possibly be to tape my next special in May. And you guys can see all the stuff I have developed in New York. So, thank you, Tom Rhodes. Check him out. Um, make sure to see him. He's a hilarious comic. Because if ever he's in your town, this is, goes for all over the world. Fucking so go see him. That guy's hilarious. Um, for Jesus and everyone else who's helped support this podcast, um, that's it. Ari Shafir, Skeptic Tank, episode 112, Ramblin' Man. With the great Tom Rhodes, over and out. Hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, the Lakers will be out of the playoffs and I can return to Los Angeles. Fuck the Lakers. I